to be or not to be, that is the question. I'm Shane White, and welcome to Welcome Back. The COVID-19 shutdown acted like some giant hook in a nightmare vaudeville performance, yanking artists off stage without warning. Somewhere in rehearsals, somewhere in previews, and somewhere in performances, including Don Giovanni, which was in the middle of its run at the Washington National Opera. Because of Northwest Arkansas's collection of performance halls like the Walton Arts Center, Theater Squared, and venues like Arkansas Music Pavilion and Georgia's Majestic Lounge, the effects of the shutdowns were felt heavily here in our own town. When the COVID virus brought everything to a halt, opportunities for all our local talent vanished. And if you've ever heard the term starving artist, it's certainly more real than ever. On this episode of Welcome Back, I'm joined by three people who have been directly affected by the virus and its repercussions. Jennifer Wilson is the Director of Public Relations at the Walton Art Center in Fayetteville, Arkansas. Yes, Walton Art Center is closed. That has an impact on our organization. But, you know, the industry is so interconnected. You've got artists, you have sound engineers, you have bartenders, you have waitresses, um, you have logistics. Like all of those are tied into the music industry, live performance industry. So when you say that these venues are shut down, it just has a ripple effect across um, really across the country. So that's something that we were just trying to bring awareness to and to awareness of the fact that there are some options out there that could help these organizations and individuals. Sunshine Broder is a local radio personality and live event MC. She's also a friend of mine, so I'm very happy to have her here to tell her side of the story. Sunshine, tell me a little about how you felt the effects on the live entertainment industry firsthand. I am I'm part of about a million things, but um, I've been a part of Northwest Arkansas Fashion Week as part of the board and someone who hosts and MCs. And I hosted and MC'd because I have been the on-air personality for 1049 The X for about two and a half years. Uh, recently, that actually ended, but it's sort of I don't know, it's a part of everything that's going on. There was so much stuff that was like just about to go on when all of this happened and it sort of shut everything down. This has been a catastrophe for so many organizations I would have never imagined being broken like they have. Look at the behemoth Metropolitan Opera who had to furlough nearly a thousand full-time union employees and Cirque du Soleil who had to file for bankruptcy and lay off over 3,400 employees. This virus resulted in layoffs and furloughs of more than 25 million U.S. workers, and it continues to fuel an economic recession. Jennifer, did the Art Center have to do much laying off? We have been really lucky at Walton Art Center. We have lots of performing art centers and venues across the country who have lost all of their staff. They've furloughed everybody. At Walton Art Center, we have made some really tough decisions, but some really smart decisions by our leadership. Uh, we have kind of worked around, we've done some furloughs, but not a lot. Most of our staff is still employed. Most of our full-time staff is still employed. We lost all of our event staff and contract staff, but we have been lucky. Christian Serrano Torres is a local cellist and another friend of mine. The music you're hearing in the background is actually one of his original tracks titled Emergence. 
Christian, I know you had a big year planned. So what was it like for you dealing with all of this? I think it, I went through stages. <laughs> At first, it was just sort of like, I didn't really believe it. You know, I was like, nah, no way. There's no way all this stuff's going to be canceled. It's just going to be like two weeks, you know, and then they're going to figure out, oh, we're good. So it, it didn't really hit me until it started becoming more prominent in Arkansas. Because I, I remember Arkansas was pretty good uh, for the first few months, and it started getting really bad. So, yeah, dude, it was it was kind of weird. Um, I would go through days where, I mean, I knew I'd have to adapt, <laughs> but I I just couldn't see myself doing anything but music. But I had to force myself to like actually see a different thing I could do to make just to make an income. So my livelihood was definitely like in the line. Like I was I was just questioning like, wow. So what do I do now? What about you, Sunshine? As time went on, we sort of realized that. Anything that was supposed to happen within the next six months was just gone or we'll pick this back up next year. Some people were lucky, but a lot were not. And the same goes for large organizations. The absence of performances combined with a tanking economy have threatened or eliminated the three main sources of revenue, private donations, corporate and foundation funding, and ticket sales. Jennifer, can you elaborate a little? Honestly, when we went home, we thought, okay, we may be home for a couple of weeks, maybe maybe a couple of months. We'll totally be, be back for the amp season. You know, here we are, what, six months later, tours shut down. So that means that a lot of our programming shut down and then, you know, not being able to bring people in. So essentially, we have lost the last half of last season at Walton Art Center, the first half of the new season at Walton Art Center, and then we lost the complete AMP season. So we lost a full year of programming um, for our venues. And that has a huge economic impact on us because, you know, like the majority of our funding comes from ticket sales um, and from, you know, beer sales and from concessions, you know, like, so everything that that really supports Walton Art Center comes from us having events in our venues. Christian, what have you seen on the local level? It sucks to see people like that have gone evicted just because they weren't able to make income. Because, you know, a lot of musicians, um, they make their money solely just from playing from bar to bar, restaurant to restaurant, venue to venue, and they don't have another kind of streamlined uh, way to make money through music. You know, that's like kind of like the thing that they do. It just that and I, I really feel for those musicians because when that happens like what do you do you know I've seen post people like undermining and kind of like everything about themselves like about music and I, I, I've heard a few people actually quit <laughs> actually quit music uh, sold their instruments and gear to just make it through which is to me is that's probably one of the worst things that can happen uh, especially if, if it was your passion that, that must be like the hardest thing I can think of is somebody basically like giving away, selling their life that they've built up just to be able to make it through COVID because of bills, right? Bills still, still were happening and people were still getting evicted, even though certain states had certain rules uh, to help with that. But I think Arkansas was kind of late on that. Was there any kind of help for musicians or performers or live entertainers? Luckily, Arkansas had the PUA, uh, the pandemic relief program they had and it, and it added gig workers and freelance workers. So I, because I did file for taxes and I was actually able to receive some compensation to help me just make it through. So that was kind of nice because honestly, until June, I didn't have anything. 
Sunshine, where did you fall in all of this? Everyone was sort of in limbo about, well, we're not, you know, so we're not doing this live show, but we're going to do what we can to try to make some sort of income. If you go online, you'll find them, the artist on your screen. Theaters and concert halls are still dark across the globe, but in apartments and parks and empty churches, people are still performing and streaming it all online. I think you'll probably see just as a general rule, a little bit more live streaming than you've seen in the past. I feel like there's been some hesitation around that, um, around artist um, music rights and performance rights. But I think at least probably until we see a vaccine, that that's something that that performing arts venues will probably look more into doing and adding. Migration to digital platforms, already seen as a promising, if only distant, hope, has become a stampede as institutions and individuals flood the internet with free content. But the shutdown could last for many months to come, and people are having to figure out how to just live. It's hard on anyone to start over, but it's damn near impossible to start over in the middle of a pandemic and an economic recession. A lot of people are like now like delivering packages and doing things like that because they can't make that extra income or, you know, have their spirit lifted by doing the entertainment that they used to do. Christian, you feel the same way? It's 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 kind of hard, honestly. I think we're going to have to adapt, honestly, because I people are talking about the vaccine, the vaccines is almost, you know, on its way, but I I kind of think that it's going to it's going to be a few more years because um, even even if things are getting resolved and people are getting vaccinated like there's still going to be a majority of people that are either don't believe in the vaccination or just don't believe that COVID's gone um, so I think it's going gonna, it's gonna to take a lot longer than we think to get rid of the the mind um, disease of like social distancing be like at this point it's kind of normal now right it's kind of normal to wear your mask everywhere it's kind of normal to social distance and six feet away and and be extra careful and i think now that we're, we've been conditioned uh in this way it's gonna it's gonna take a lot longer for people, for people to feel comfortable right jennifer i know the walton arts center is coming up with some ideas to help uh what what are those we were having to look at well you know what what could we bring you know what lens could we put on on artists, even locally, to give them an opportunity. So we started doing something, um, and we've done two of them now. We're going to do a couple more, but we did blood drives and provided live entertainment for the blood donors. So it was a way for us to pay those local artists, allow them to perform and do what they love to do and kind of, you know, get back into it, but also to give back to the people who are donating blood. And so I've been lucky to been asked a few times to do that. So that's been kind of helping my income too, to have just these small little gigs here and there. What else is the community doing to get these performers back to work or can they even do anything like that? There, there have been a few, you know, obviously we have like the Walton Arts Center and Crystal Bridges, um, you know, place like the Momenters and even just your, your regular um, restaurant venues um, that have been trying to uh, integrate outside patios or outside spaces for people to to still come and enjoy music because I've, I've been seeing a, i haven't gotten any gigs yet playing outside but i've been seeing a lot of my musician friends online that are, they're posting shows so i'm seeing shows are coming and there's a lot more places there are are integrating that back <coughs> excuse me into their into their 
you know, business. So that's pretty cool to see that happening. Um, the thing is, once winter comes, what are you going to do then? A lot of local musicians here have day jobs or side hustles, you know, but it really, it, it really puts a damper on people's sort of, um, their desire to be in that space, even if things are like, quote unquote, better, you know, it's, I think that it will be a very slow process. Big people in the industry that have the money, they're fine. They're not worrying about anything, you know, it's just us that where we kind of going from gig to gig that are kind of surviving. It's going to be kind of scary. And I think it's going to be less, uh, less avenues to perform in. So things, so competition, I think it's going to get a little harder. And a lot, I think a lot of the bands that we have are going to take a break um, or have to, have to seek other means to make money. I think the future is not looking so good for musicians right now. I haven't seen anything that's like, wow, that's it. We, we can come back. Uh, and, and I know we will come back at one point. And once we do, I think it's, we're going to have like the most explosion, beautiful explosion of music and art creation ever, right? Because every time in history that there's been something <coughs> catastrophic or depressive or uh this this it's usually it's usually a type of fuel to create art right so i think in the future we're gonna have it's, it's gonna affect us in a big way but i think in the like in the next two three years it's gonna be kind of tough for a lot of musicians for sure jennifer i know you told me some patrons have donated back their ticket refunds in support but that you also have another project going on to help raise some funds what what is that Probably middle of the summer launched our Ghost Light Recovery Fund, which was something that we felt we needed to do to let the community know that, that this is an issue, it is impacting Walton Art Center, and that there are ways that they can help. For anyone who knows theater, a ghost light is a single light that is left burning on stage whenever a theater is left dark. So we've had a ghost light on our stage since March, and it's, it's just a tradition. It's supposed to be able to light the way back for people to safely return to the stage. Okay, so we can all agree that the arts will prevail because the arts always prevail. Beethoven and Balanchine won't ever go away, but I think we can also agree that it could be a long, hard trek back to the stage. What are y'all's hopes for the future? Many people can attest to how, how powerful and therapeutic and healing um, art can be in all its forms and variations um so i you know one thing i would love to see is instead of cutting funding for a lot of these artistic programs and alliances that we have throughout uh the nation um you know i, I that's one thing I, I could see being helpful to musicians and the artistic community in general is having more funding for the big alliance arts programs that basically go out to different states and different areas and hire musicians you know, when we all went home and everybody started social distancing, the first thing people turn to is art. You know, you turn to music, to Broadway, to recorded performances, to TV. Um, so I think the one thing that I hope, the one thing we all get out of this is the value of art in connecting us and lifting our spirits and encouraging us and feeding our souls. I mean, I think that's something that has been um, so evident to me and I hope it's something that, you know, six months from now, when things start getting back to normal, hopefully that people remember that and still continue to support and value the arts. As Pablo Picasso once said, art washes away from the soul, the dust of everyday life. 
I'm Shane White, and thanks for listening to Welcome Back.